A teacher at a school for the deaf falls for a former student of the facility. Three sisters' love stories intersect. Jesuit missionaries try to protect a South American tribe from Portuguese rule. A love triangle splitting time between an Edwardian English countryside and Florence. And a young soldier experiences the horrors of war in Vietnam. This time on the Oscar should have gone to... 
Just just one of those those Me Too guys that really thinks they're... I've been watching a lot of also... I was just talking about this with Craig. With Craig. Have you watched the Fire Festival documentary yet? No, not yet. I can't choose which one I want to watch. Oh, my God. I'm on the Netflix one, but it okay. just from everybody involved reminds me of just, like, those guys in college who were just, like... A, that had this Scarface poster mm-hmm. on their things. And we're just like, say hello to my little <laughs> friend. Like, as, like, introducing their dick to you. Right. And then, um, Now, this yeah. didn't happen to you. This is just stories you heard, correct? Oh, yeah, no, no. <laughs> nobody, <laughs> nobody was interested in having me around their yeah. groinal area yeah. at all. But um, also just dudes that just made jokes that, I, that they thought were so funny. And then if people didn't hear them, quite loud enough they'd make it again mm. you know mm-hmm. yeah have to keep repeating it yeah. yeah just yeah. make sure everybody really got what they were going for <laughs> they're truly despicable human beings yeah it seems like it's like people who like buy shirts in Las Vegas that have something funny on but like unironically yeah it's like it has like toilet paper on it and, and it's like time to change the role yeah I gotta get this t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> it's like those types of people <laughs> what do you think says about somebody that's like what was what like really I want to know like what really called you to to that where you I don't like, know I want people to think when they see that sh- this shirt they I want people to think of me just taking a shit <laughs> yeah yeah just like with and having to be like oh crap I need more toilet paper mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. gross that being said you know if you're going to Vegas take me I want to go <laughs> I mean it's a great but shirt. only if you're only if you're flying only if I'm flying. I just talked about this. Megan does not drive to Vegas anymore. I feel like I, mm-hmm. I reached the age of 30 and I was like, I'm done driving to Vegas. Yeah. It's yeah. worth the extra maybe $50 you'll spend to fly. Yeah, it seems like a nightmare to drive. I mean, I drove there maybe 10 years ago and it was, I mean, I went to Vegas and it was terrible. <laughs> like, yeah. You show up and it's like so fun when you're drunk and then you wake up the next day and you're just like, what? I hate everyone here. This is I terrible. hate myself. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, is I think people go and they're, I don't know why. Well, this, I guess this, the, the, the talk that I have with myself before I ever go to Vegas now, not that I go to Vegas often at all. <laughs> it's like been like four times, but the first time was terrible. Cause I was like, I don't want to spend any money. And now the talk that you have to have with yourself is like, I am going to spend Probably more money than I'm comfortable with. Right. Between, like, a show and dinner and, like, maybe we'll go shopping and whatever. Or we gamble or whatever the fuck. And, like, you just got to be cool with that and be like, this is the, this is what you're getting. This is the whole thing. Whatever. That's why you're, that's why when you go, you go for a night or two max. Yeah. Yeah, The perfect time to be in Vegas is always 12 to 36 hours less time than you're actually in Las Vegas. (laughs) (laughs) So... The last time I was there, I saw, I went to dinner and I saw Celine Dion. You told me that. And I asked you so many questions because it seems like it was an amazing show. It was, I, I literally, I mean, my sister will tell you, the two of us, we had a religious experience. Like I truly, <laughs> and I say this, we had a religious experience from quite literally the last row that you could possibly mm-hmm. be in. Right. in the theater. And I did spill a, a, a almost a full glass of wine, full mug of wine on, at the end, so we're at the very top, really quickly. This is one of the most ex- embarrassing experiences. It has to be quick, all right? My entire life. 
This isn't the Celine Dion, Megan Vegas podcast, mm-hmm. all right? So we're walking down the stairs. So the show's over, and they when you when you get a glass when you get wine at this at Caesar's Palace, they're like they don't want you to just like have to keep coming out to the whatever the right. the, the the concession stand. So they're like, okay. Do you want like the half or the full? And I didn't really understand what that meant. And I was like, well, I guess the full. My sister and I both were like, whatever. And they were like, great. And they bring out a big giant plastic cup and just pour an entire bottle of wine into this giant plastic cup. So we were, and we'd each been like fulls. And we're like, oh, (laughs) fuck. And my husband and my brother-in-law were both there and they were like, you guys are fucked. Have fun, like whatever. So then we watched the concert and it was truly an amazing experience. At the end, she does my heart will go on and like the water falls around her. Like, <sighs> Becky, you would die. I that's the one reason why I would go. Oh, just the pageantry of it. She shows so much leg. She talks about mm-hmm. Renee, yeah, oh. her husband. He would say to me, I know what he would say if he was there right now. He would say, Celine, get to singing. <laughs> and then she would sing. Anyway, so at the end of this of this uh, concert, surprisingly, I still had, like, probably half of this bottle of, like, whatever, big big bottle of wine left in my cup. And so we're at the top of Caesar's Palace, and we have to go down these, like, spiral staircases, like, big marble staircase. And we're walking down, and I had these, like, silly heels on because it's Vegas. And I said, hey, Lauren, because she was like a floor below me, basically, and it's just like a mass of people. And I tripped. <laughs> Whole <laughs> went just fucking all over everyone in front of me. And one of the women in front of me was wearing a white mink stole. <laughs> And it just was covered in red wine. And the guy in front of me wearing, like, a pink, like, vineyard bias shirt covered in red wine. Just, it, it like, spilled like spilled on people's heads below me because mm-hmm. I had just tripped and it had gone whatever. People were so mad at me. I yeah, was, of course. You're a horrible person. Yeah, I know. It was really... Listen, I... The worst How part... How much money did you give them for dry cleaning? No, I didn't do anything. I was in shock. And I was... To be fair, it was all over me, too. Well, no. That's not to be fair, because you're the one who deserved to have it all over you. I, the worst part of this entire experience is that we had... We're so... We're oh high. We, I still had to continue on, like five flights of stairs with these exact same people and every time you'd round the corner they'd be like literally dripping in red wine like wringing their shirts out and looking at me like you fucking asshole they were so pissed I don't know okay I know we have to get started but I'm just saying they are in Vegas so they should be expecting something ridiculous Yeah, you I went mean, to Vegas and you got the cheap seats at Celine Dion. If you I mean, didn't want to have like jizzed that. on, like get like red wine just all over you, then like you should have gotten the more expensive seats. Yeah. You know or like I mean? go elsewhere. Yeah. Also, I wasn't, I, I maintain, I had had a half a bottle of wine basically the entire night because I had gotten drunk the night before. So I actually was, this is the one few times in my life I actually was sober. It was the damn heels, which to me says 
that's the patriarchy. Sure. So you're playing that's into the patriarchy. patriarchy. No, because yes, no, uh, no, because your husband didn't like force you to wear stupid heels. How do you know he doesn't? How do you know he didn't force me? Because I know him very well. How do you know he didn't force me? That would be the last thing he would do. I'm sure it was very much. He was like, said you made on your own. Anyway, we're editing all of that out. So let's get into this. I want to hear from the people that I spilled on in Vegas, if anybody listens to this. Yeah, they definitely don't. No. They might have, they probably recognized your voice immediately and then and we're like, turned it off. Click. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we'll go through these nominees alphabetically and we'll start with Children of a Lesser God. And I'm going to just be signing everything I feel about this movie. <laughs> and I'll say it back because yes. that's how they yeah, did that's, it. And that is how that's conversations how work mm-hmm. in the non-speaking world, correct? Mm-hmm. Apparently so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because if you're William Hurt, you can't, you can't actually understand it unless you're saying it aloud. Look, right. here's the thing about this movie. We've talked a lot about William Hurt on this podcast. Um, in the, he was the he only was actor in movies in the, in the 1980s. 80s. Yeah. <laughs> And every single every single time I've been like year I've been like I don't get it I don't get it this movie I'll tell you I'd hit it well he has a shirtless scene yeah and I was just like William hey which I never thought I'd ever say in my no, life no and you said it in that exact same term oh he was like William hurt <laughs> hurt me with that <laughs> I like, I'm hurting for some love it. <laughs> um, he does look good, and he's kind of, like, goofier than he is in other things. Which, honestly, didn't really work for me. Like, the whole time I kept being like... I'm falling into this pool with you! Well, it, yeah. felt, it felt like I, I kept thinking they needed, like, a more handsome Robin Williams to play this part Oof. for that stuff to work, because no. William Hurt, I didn't buy doing any of the goofy stuff. I kind of I didn't did. dislike him in the movie, but any of the goofy stuff, like when he was being goofy with the students in the classroom, I was like... This just doesn't seem, it seems forced. Yeah, it felt unnatural. I liked it, but it did feel, I don't know, like, <laughs> I'm going to do my comedy skills. And it's yeah. like, no, just be yourself. I guess I was, like, so, I guess I was, like, on the fence about it. And then when he, to, when, then when he taught that one girl a boomerang, rang, rang, <laughs> I was, like, sold. I'm here for it. Yes, 1,000%. Yeah. And I really liked a boomerang. What is it? Boomerang, rang, rang. Yeah. Ba-boomerang, rang, rang. Um, I love the scene when they're all performing it and that, like, the family comes in and the dad seems like he's a military dad. Yeah. And then he's smiling and he's like, Jimmy or whatever his name is singing. Yeah, because his kid's singing. Yeah. 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 Like, oh, that's nice. That's not ex- what I was expecting. I was expecting to pull his kid out of class because and be like, that's, this a, is gay, what that's doing. a gay song. That's yeah. like a, that's mm-hmm. like a song the gay people sing. I thought it was, I thought there was a few, there were, yes, it was goofy, but I did think, like, as far as, like, the the students go, at least, like, there were some really nice moments. Yeah, I think, that, you know, I, coming in, I was a little annoyed with his character because he's like, I'm the cool teacher and I'm going to use rock and roll music <laughs> to, like, help these kids. And it's like, it was very endearing and I get how it was. the first time that's ever been done. 100%. 1,000% cool teacher. Never yeah. happened. You know the show Welcome Back, Cotter? Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. It I mean, was that, this, it was totally inspired by children. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. I got in a time machine. But here's his character kind of annoyed me up until the moment that when they were having sex and he asks her or he says 
say my name. Yeah. And I was like, finally, we have a character. Like, he's finally showing some sort of vulnerability. Right. And, like, and it was like, from that moment on, the rest of the movie, I was just like, this is amazing. I love yeah. this movie so much. Yeah. I sort of totally, I sort of totally agree with you. <laughs> I was like, I thought they had, I thought their chemistry was... Yeah, pretty great Mm -hmm. off the charts. And then that sex scene was pretty intense. And when that Destiny's Child lyric kicked in, I was like, (laughs) yes, I am here for it. Mm -hmm. The other thing, too, that I thought was really interesting that was uh, inspired by that moment was (laughs) I thought about I'd never seen an argument on screen with one of the partners completely like completely silent Mm -hmm. which is such a weird thing to hear I mean again weird to hear him like kind of repeat back everything she's saying to him yeah but like if we're I I understand obviously why yeah it was still like very interesting and effective and reminded me of like um a little bit of um when I argue with the biggest or bigger the bigger argument I have with my husband uh, I often will say, and he often will say, we should have this argument over text or over email, which I realize people are like, I know a lot of people that are like, that's crazy. Like you have to have stuff face to face or like whatever to understand other people's intentions and tones and whatever and the whole thing. And I'm always like, no, we have the best, most productive arguments via text or via email, because then you can really say what it is without like kind of being caught up a little bit in, in the, the moment in the moment and in the um the emotion of the whole thing right. and i know obviously when you're signed like they're not they're in the same room together but i imagine that when you're signing or whatever you have to put a little bit more thought into it and him repeating back the argument him repeating back everything she's saying to him was interesting to me because i was like oh that really gives you that moment to like think about what you're going to respond and that's why i kind of liked their arguments because i i saw both sides yeah it's like i understand where she's coming from one thousand percent and i understand where he's coming from yeah Mm -hmm. it's an interesting movie i actually really like the first two-thirds of the movie and for me kind of when the relationship is starting to break up it loses steam for me like i lost some interest in the last half hour 40 minutes i think i don't know why though it just sort of lost me um, I think she's great, though, in it. Oh, Lord, yeah. She amazing. Too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She won, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, she, won, she did. Yeah, I watched her acceptance speech, which was... Did you really? Yeah, it was amazing. I mean... What did she say? Um, oh, gosh. I mean, it was, like, something like, things like, you know, she was the first deaf woman to win yeah. Best Actress. Because she does actress. speak, right? She, she does. Well, she yeah. does. When she accepted, she, she has this longtime interpreter who has always been by her side to interpret for her. And so she signed and he interpreted her, what she was saying. And, you know, it, it was like I never thought, as the rest of the world, never thought a deaf uh, actress who was deaf would ever win the Oscar. Right. Yeah. And like, here she was. And it was yeah. just such an astounding moment. Yeah. Um, she was great. I loved her. She looked amazing. She's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so beautiful. Um, I thought the water imagery was a little overwrought. I agree. We didn't was, need it. Yeah, it was a little too much. Yeah, it, it. She was like in the beginning with her like swimming and seeing her butt. Like it was like it was yeah. very male gazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and why I liked the last third of the movie is that mm-hmm. it did become her story. Yes. And um, it was about like her coming to terms with finding love and yeah. trying to find like what she wants to do with her life come you know like you know reigniting her relationship with her mom and i thought like ooh this is fascinating like we're finally seeing this 
from her perspective. Um, so yeah. What you need a bad you need a mom to not be caring. Just grab out Billy Piper, huh? I know. Yeah. Somebody like carries mom. Yep. Oh yeah. She's terrible. Here's another thing. Um, (laughs) Did you remember in the beginning, there was a moment where she was like, I had a sister who was like making me have sex with all of these guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, why are we not seeing her sister? Yeah. And like having her come to terms with like this awful thing that her sister did. Because she's obviously been, has been through a lot and it did kind of wrap up really nicely. Whereas. Well, you don't really see, I mean, the, 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 even when she goes back to live with the mom, like they never really have like a. Like a come to, come to Jesus, Jesus moment. moment. No, they yeah. just no. kind of were like, "Well, remember, you were kind of weird and yeah. whatever." Yeah, it never kind of comes to fruition. But that's okay because, in my mind, I was like, "I'm okay with that because it's not, it's not, it is not just her." You know, mm-hmm. for better or for worse, the movie is not about. It's not her story, right? Right. Solely, it's the story. It's about their them. love story. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, I mean. I, I liked it. I, I, I think it t- I think it was a good tell that at some point, before William Hart did it, I'd like to say, I did stick my fingers in my ears just to see what it was like. Yeah. Not hear anything. It is a movie for a hearing audience. Yes. And um, yeah. it, there were a lot of things, and I hope I'm not coming across as insensitive or anything, but I was curious as to why... It, it, there weren't subtitles mm-hmm. for the th- yeah. when she's when she is speaking because like that it is through his voice and his yeah. tonality and yeah. which I think in some moments that worked but when there, there was one line when they were having an argument and like she says something and then he responds like I don't hate you because you can't hear but I think in a real argument he would be like I don't hate you yeah you yeah. know what I mean and it was like those moments that like. It kind of, it, I mean, I loved the movie, but it did take me out of it a yeah. little bit. It felt unreal. Yeah, I do think it's hard for a hearing audience to... So there's this theater company out here called Deaf West that integrates hearing actors and non-hearing actors. And Saw stuff. them do Spring Awakening. So oh, in Spring wow. Awakening, so I didn't see Spring Awakening, but a friend of mine from college, her sister's deaf, so she signs. And she went and saw Spring Awakening when I went to New York, and she said there was one scene where they're wearing... Uh, like lights on their fingers and they're signing. She's like, it looks really cool, but a deaf person would never be able to understand it because yeah. of all the trailing lights. It muddles everything. Yeah. Right. So like, so for a hearing audience, everyone's like, that looks amazing. But for a deaf audience, they're like, what are the words to this song? I don't know what this is. Yeah. Yeah. So I think there, there's a little bit of that in this movie. Yeah, I think that's yeah. fair. I think that's fair. I mean, that being said, they're still kind of shedding light on a like marginalized like. Yeah. You know, subsect of society, and so like I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah, and oh, I, yeah. And I did think, and I thought they had good chemistry, and I yeah, thought the story sure. of it was really beautiful. Yeah. And I really was into that group of students. That <laughs> they he were had. great. The students were so great. Her t- the <laughs> dancing that they did. Yeah. I was like, he, I, I like lived for it. I thought it was great. And when mm-hmm. they sang "Ba Boomerang," I was like. I just thought it was great. I, yeah. I like I it did bring a smile to my face. Yeah. As somebody mm-hmm. that like went in the second when the, the the fact that it opens with William Hurt's dumb face on a fucking <laughs> ferry, his like weird, dumb, like You're slow like, great, face. here we go again. Yeah, with his like just like he just accidental like, tourist too. Oh god, I can't handle it. But then I really ended up liking him. And so, uh, yeah, I like the movie. That yeah. Was... Oh, here's one more thing. You know, in the beginning of the movie, like, he goes into the principal's office, and the principal's, like, looking at his resume, and he's like, this never comes back. Yeah, he's like, it yeah. says here that you were a radio yes. DJ. Well, I don't know. 
about this. Anyway, here's your classroom. Yes! It's like, what? I will say, and it also, it, I will, because of everything, I kept being like, oh, he's he's reluctant to put down roots. Like, mm, he's got, he mm-hmm. has, he's had a whole host of lives or whatever. Yeah. And, like, that's why he was like, and you were this and you were that. And then I was like, oh, that's going to come to play later, babe. No, it doesn't. No, he just. Yeah, he's just he like, just, move in with me, you know? And yeah. he's like, oh, you're here. Like, oh, you yeah. are ready for a relationship. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's your, like, can we get him yeah. out here in Los Angeles? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think he is out here. Right. Well, you heard, I'm sure he probably has yeah. a home out here. Yeah, Palisades. I mean, he's like in his like early seventies. I, I meant like before, I, I guess really I guess what I meant was like the character. Oh, not, not yeah. Afraid well, of hopefully the character is still with her. Yeah, they're still living oh, in that. Trying to break them up, guys. You like them so much together. I know? was so happy when they got back together, and she oh. was like, "I wanna, I don't wanna be without you, or whatever." And he was like, "I don't wanna be without you." I was like, "I don't wanna be without." the copy of this movie <laughs> yeah. and that's why I switched it and I for your, I put a different movie into your movie and that movie was Mary Poppins Returns so enjoy that you have that forever and I took Children of a Lesser God <laughs> oh I'm gonna switch that back <laughs> um, let's move on to Hannah and her sisters now this is the first time we've really encountered this I think in a long time since we did the podcast so before we start we should say that the Oscar should have gone to does not support Woody Allen. Um, we're looking back in time. We're going to attempt to um, separate the art from the artist. Uh, but he's a piece of shit. We don't like him. And now all his movies suck, too. Yeah, this was a tough watch. I'm I had say a hard something. time. I'm going to say something right now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say two things. I yeah. really enjoyed this movie. Yeah. The second thing is, there's a moment in this movie. <laughs> I know. What you're I know. About. I know. You know what I'm yep. talking about. Everybody needs to. Be <laughs> well, there's aware. two things in this movie. I know what you're gonna say, but there's something else that we okay. need to kind of. Woody Allen's character <laughs> writes a child molestation. Speech. Yeah, he's like a Lorne Michaels esque. Yeah. 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 In my and, notes, and he literally says, and it gets cut, and he's like, "Wow, it gets cut." And the joke is, he goes, uh, "Everyone's doing it." Mm-hmm. Yes. And then I was like, oof, a negging fell. In my notes, as you both can see, I wrote, ah, <laughs> in all caps. I, mean, I said it a lot. You take a picture, <laughs> Okay, yeah, yes, we'll, we'll take a picture. We'll picture. <laughs> um, the other thing that, I mean, the whole <sighs> idea of the movie is Michael Caine is a man married to Mia Farrow and wants to have an affair with another family member mm-hmm. yeah. of hers. Yeah. And Sunni Previn is actually she's uh, in it in this movie. Yeah, she's, is she? Yeah, she's like she? a background actress she's in the in, Thanksgiving scene. Yeah. Like, um, so guys, yikes! Yeah, so that's weird, and that's something that we have to contend with. Also, yeah. I mean, I, I didn't even think about it from that perspective. That is pretty rough. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when I watched this movie for the first time, it may it had a significant impact on me. Like, I very much related to like Woody Allen. Was this character the first time you had seen it for this? No, no. no. I mean, I watched it for this, but I had seen it years ago. Yeah. And um, it you know to watch it again was a betrayal. You know, I never thought I'd be watching a Woody Allen movie again. And so like. Sorry. Oh no! It's, it's, <laughs> no I was glad I did. Um, no, because yeah. I'm just like I got to do my homework. I'm not yeah. gonna not do my homework. God, you're such a um, good student. I'm a yeah. good student. I have um, news for you. There are no grades for this. Uh, what? Wait, what? Oh my god! Yeah. I, have, I, have, I have term papers. <laughs> Were you told that there would be a degree at the end? Because, yeah. Oh, we have. I'm getting my MFA, man. We have no power. Um, 
Also, yeah. MFA, worst of guys, let me just tell you. Oh, I'm sorry. It's a total waste. Not that I have No, that. that's not true. It depends on what you have it for, I think. I guess that's true. I yeah. guess that, I just, that was a joke on myself because <laughs> I have a BFA. Anyway, yeah, continue. BFA, oh, is def- BFA is a total waste. Don't do BFA. Guys, yeah. we live in LA. Any degree is a waste. It's a waste. <laughs> it's a fucking waste. <laughs> so you saw it and you were like, this is a total betrayal. Yeah, I mean, not a betrayal, but it was just sad. You know, it was sad to watch. It was sad to see something that I had loved so much, right. you know, and painted in this way. And everybody is really good at They're it. so good. Uh-huh. At, yeah, and I was more fascinated with... You know, when I first watched it, I very much related to Woody Allen's character because yeah. I have a crazy, insane fear of death, uh-huh. as I'm sure most people do. But now watching the three sisters, that was very engaging to me. Yeah. And, yeah. like, I, I, it was definitely, again, like, enjoyable to watch. You yeah. Know? The Woody Allen stuff actually is weird in this movie because it's basically a different movie until the very end. Totally. Right. It's totally unrelated yeah. to that. that I, of every time that we would go back to him, I mean... For other reasons, I was like, I don't need to see this. But also, I was like, this is not, this doesn't play with the rest of the stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did feel like I love, I remember Diane Weist came, speaking uh-huh. of my BFA, yeah. who came and did a speech at, um, or like did a talk at my, uh, yeah. uh, at Adler. And like, I love her. And she won for this. And I remember uh-huh. somebody saying like, what happened after, what changed after you won your Oscar or whatever? And, she, and her being like, uh, they put Academy Award winner before my name? Literally nothing. <laughs> like it was all just as hard and just as terrible yeah. or whatever, which I always really appreciated. She's great. Even Deborah Winger, who I don't um, love really, yeah, she's was, great in this. was good in this. Mm-hmm. And, um, and Mia Farrow is great. And I like their dynamic and it felt very, as somebody who has a sister, it felt very real to me, where it's uh-huh. like, they're your friend, but also they're not your friend. Mm-hmm. And it's a weird line to kind of Yeah, like, particularly the Diane Weist, Mia Farrow. Yes. The fact that mm-hmm. like Diane Weist is like a failed actress, and mm-hmm. Mia Farrow's been like a successful actress who then left and then came back just because she got a chance to do A Doll's House. Yeah. And meanwhile, Diane Weist is catering and... Yeah, and auditioning Going to cattle for, calls yeah, and whatever mm-hmm. the fuck. Yeah, I thought that was great. And also, by the way, Carrie Fisher in this movie is so funny. Too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was great. The scene of them, the two of them singing is yeah. just, like, really great. Oh, and the scene when they're walking and she's like, I have a date with um, Sam Watterson, you know, his character. Yeah, And it yeah, was yeah, just yeah. like, oh, God. It was just like, tor- like again, like, watching this again, I felt that torment. Yes, that oh, just like, oh, this is your... And you you think that you... And it's also the when they shot it, I mean, I, I whatever... New York in that cold weather. Yeah. I I know that feeling of just like and and of going from like cattle call to cattle call and just being like, what am I doing? Right. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing. It was it was truly evocative of me of a not great time in my life. Yeah. I'll be honest with yeah. you. So um, it was kind of like a weird and it gave me a weird feeling to watch, but it felt really real. And also, I know, again, obviously super problematic, but like. It didn't feel like it was from 1986. Right. Like, years are we doing? Yeah. 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 It I feels think, like it could have been, other than the Woody Allen stuff, well, could have been made last year. I think year. partially yeah. because I, there is something about his movies uh, separating them from him that, I mean, whether it's aside from, like, what the film looks like, like, the actual, like, physical film itself... There's no real difference between Annie Hall and Midnight in Paris. Like, yeah. yeah. There's a very sort of timeless quality to the way he writes and nothing changes. That was actually the one thing with his character. It almost feels like 
Because, you know, in his later years, he stopped being in the movies yeah. for the most part. And I almost wondered if he wrote this without thinking about putting himself in. And then someone at the studio was like, no, but we need that, like, nebbish yeah. Yeah. character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So can you fit yourself in this somewhere? Yeah. He was like, cool, I'll write my whole little situation, yeah. even though that it doesn't it doesn't play in at all. Because yeah. I didn't even, I didn't need, I'm also like, it's super weird that he gets with, like, in what world do you end up, like, impregnating your ex-wife's well, sister? First, like, yeah. the world is, first of all, the first time they went on a date was not long after they had divorced because Mia Farrow yeah. set them up. Set yeah, them which up. that's so weird. So weird. And that's the weirdest so is weird. the speech he gives her at the end when he's like, you know, I was talking to your father about how much I loved your sister and how I never love anyone the same way. And I was like, yeah, 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 I know you were... You were marrying my sister. I already know that. Yeah. Yeah. It's super you don't need weird. To, you don't need to point you it out You don't need to consistently be comparing me to my sister. Yeah. It's very strange. Yeah. Um, I will say, I'm just looking at my notes. The other thing that I wanted to say was um, uh, I would have sex. I think I would have sex with Michael Caine. I love Michael Caine. Do we, is this the fame? So he won for this, right? Yes. Yeah. But he missed the ceremony. Is this the, the I thing? I don't know. I think this, and Maybe I'm wrong, and we'll have to look it up. I'll look it up some way. But I think he won, but he missed the Oscar ceremony because he was filming Jaws 3. Oh, Jaws 4. <laughs> or Jaws 4 or whatever. Yeah, Jaws of Revenge, yeah. Which and I was actually ju- I was just really talking funny. about this with someone the other day, the, the famous Jaws quote. Right. The one where he says, I haven't seen the movie, but I've seen it's the house, house that bought. Yeah, it bought my mother. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. Yeah. That's cute. Yeah. I like that It anecdote. makes me like him more. I yeah. know. Do you know that originally... That role was offered to Jack Nicholson. Really? Whoa! He was going to do it, but he was filming Megan's favorite movie no at the time. No fucking way. Pritzy's honor, no. so he couldn't. Why do you keep saying Pritzy? Because that's what they say in the movie. Okay, but it's weird because it, it feels like you're doing a bit because it's I'm pronounced. I'm not doing a bit. It's, it's spelled P R I Z Z I, but that's not how they say it in the movie. Prizzy. So I'm going. By I don't know. I feel like they're. I think they're going somewhere between the two because okay. you you keep saying like Pritzy, and I'm like, mm, I feel like they say like Pritzy. Or whatever. It sounds, think, like, it sounds like pizza. It does. It mm-hmm. does sound like pizza. I think that's how it, pizza. Yeah. Pizza's honor. Pizza's honor. Let's no. just call it pizza's honor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, one other thing I wanted to say about yeah. this is they, there is a line where Diane Weist comes to meet her sisters and she says, I just came from an audition that I did not get. And I just want to say that Diane Weist is me. It's um, me. Yeah. And yeah, I. We get it, that. Diane. We there with you. The amount of times the three of us probably showed up to a thing yeah. of like, I just came from an audition and I didn't get I it. I did not get it. I that. say that weekly, daily. Yeah. 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 Um, also, Lee has terrible taste in men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Who's the guy that... Like the older the artist. Older guy? Oh, yeah. I forget his name. I forget that guy. Like Ferguson or something? Mm-hmm. And then it's a little weird that the affair isn't snipped out by anyone. No. Because they're not very covert about it, I don't feel like. And there's, like, no repercussions, but that's fine. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because, like, I think we have seen movies where there are affairs and... People find out from cell phones. People find yeah. out from emails. Sure. And these, and, it, and I was just like, it must be so fucking easy to have an affair oh. during this time because, like, you call on the I phone, no one picks up, you if hang up. If you're gonna have an affair, please have it in the 80s or before. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it has yeah, yeah, to yeah. be that. Yeah, mm-hmm. right, you can do it then. Don't yeah. cry now. 
That makes yeah, total sense. Somebody call. calls the, you don't you don't have to make an there's yeah. no caller ID. You just hang up. Yeah, it's so easy. Yeah. Um, oh, there's another thing I want to talk. That scene with the three of them in the in the restaurant, oh. I thought was such a phenomenal. scene. That's my favorite scene in the it whole movie. It was so phenomenal. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. It's it is really good. Fun. Problematic writer director. Good movie. Yeah. yeah. One of his better movies, actually. Though. I, I mean, think yeah. so too. It's yeah. like listed on Wonder. You know, his screenplay is one of the best 100 screenplays. It's yeah. you know by far one of his best films, yeah. and like it's. I mean, I don't know. It's a shame. Uh, other than the. Um, other than the like weird, uh, you know, jokes about child molestation. Yeah, which that joke wouldn't have aged well. No Any time. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But it's good. funny. But beyond that, it's. I'm sorry, that joke's not funny. Yeah. But beyond that joke, it's funny. Yeah. It's a pretty good movie. I know it's, it's so good. good. It's so it's good. good. It's not. It's yeah. really good. Guys. Yeah. Um, speaking of. But we do not support. No, not Woody Allen. Or child molestation. No. In any way, I'm so or glad you guys said the child molestation thing because I, I was wondering. Yeah. I know people Has, confuse. Yeah. People think that we're the mute R. Kelly. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sidebar. Have you watched it? Oh that? yes, I watched it. Oh yeah. my! Yeah, I, I finished it. Finished it in a day. Oh boy! Yeah, pretty tough, guys. We um when we got married, um my wife. Put Arcali her foot Mary. down about playing ignition at the wedding, which mm-hmm. I sort of begrudgingly was like, all right, I mean, I like that song. And I, she was in last night. She just kind of looked at me. I was like, okay, yes, I understand. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, we're, <laughs> we're all right. to blame. <laughs> yeah. I, we I mean, are. Yeah. We are all culpable. Remix yeah. to Ignition is... It's canceled. It's yeah, canceled. I mean, we were all thinking. I believe I can fly at like graduations and yeah. oh my churches God, I and like that was yeah, fun. yeah. I mean, that song was defined a generation. Well, I've been watching the. I told you I've been watching the Fire Festival thing, and now I have to, I guess, boycott Ja Rule. But then I realized I could not tell you a single Ja Rule song <laughs> because I am spoiler alert. Very white. Mm-hmm. Um, he has that song with Jennifer Lopez where she's like, um. Oh, yeah. And she goes, <laughs> where you walk, the way I think that's him. you sm- Okay. Yeah. All right. I think okay. that's him. Yeah. yeah. I'm not um, listening to that song anymore. Sorry. Yeah. I'm diverting this conversation. J-Lo's canceled. No. J-Lo's canceled. Yeah. Because <laughs> of that one general <laughs> yeah. song. Because um, of the cheese on toast. So okay. we should move on yes. to the mission. Okay. Oh, boy. Let me just say, I have one thing I want to say about this. After I watched it, I found a Was- the Washington Post review of uh-huh. this movie. God, you did do homework. I did. Yeah, a, I did look, it. I just also don't have a spouse or a life. Um, yeah. My point is, um, so they, and the guy made a good point. He said, the makings of a good movie is there. You have a star cast. You have uh-huh. an interesting premise. The music is beautiful. The, it, it's shot so epically. It just wasn't a good movie. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's yeah. it. I literally, I said to Craig, because I was like, spo- I saw Craig and I was like, spoiler alert, this is a pretty strong year as far as like, as, as like nominees go. I liked these movies except for one. Mm-hmm. And Craig just goes, you didn't like the mission. <laughs> <laughs> and the truth is like, I, I, we talk about this on the, on this show a lot of like, um, the Oscar should have gone to and what, or why why something gets nominated for an Oscar. And I do understand why this would get nominated. This is a very, like, since we've done almost all the 80s now, this feels very much like an 80s Oscar. Oscar baby movie. Yeah. It's not good. It's not. It's not. And I literally, I've thought about it a lot, and it's not good. And I think so much of that goes back to, I don't know who I'm supposed to root for. Right. Because I'm going to tell you right now, I mean, 
of the white people in these movies, and those are the only people that are given any agency yeah. at all. We don't follow anybody that is right. not fucking white. Yeah. Of the white people, the main people that we have, we have somebody that murdered his brother. brother? And a yeah. slave trader. And a slave trader. Yeah. yeah. And then we have a missionary who's also a piece of fucking shit. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, you don't need to force your goddamn Christianity on somebody. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's nowhere for me to land. Yeah. And that, I guess, is that's the major failing of this movie. Right. Yeah. Um, can we talk about the casting for a second with Robert De Niro? Oh, God. <laughs> they yeah. were like, he's just... He doesn't yeah. work no. in, in anything that he's not like... He's like, it. well, he's just like, the, I feel like the director was like, don't worry about the accent, play him like Taxi Driver. Yes! And it's like, what are you doing? I don't know if it's in everything, because I know he's like a very studied actor, but I truly feel like he, in every scene in this movie, he was like two seconds, and I kind of felt like this in Awakenings too, he was like two seconds away from turning the camera and be like, you talking to me? Yeah. yeah. I was like, what is, it's, everything is just filtered through that, like, Bronx fucking, like, mm-hmm. dude. It's sort of weird, actually, I feel like at this point that even took it, because it's almost more Jeremy Irons' movie than De Niro's Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it definitely is, yeah. And it just seems like in this point of De Niro's career that, you know, particularly in a movie like this that's an oscar baiting movie, he would want to be like, it's me if it's going to be, like, a secondary lead, you know, Maybe yeah. it's like a woman or something like that. But yeah. Like, I don't want to be like second banana to a guy my age. Like. Right. And yeah. it's not, and it's really not a two-hander. They don't even have that much no. together. He doesn't say much. No. Maybe he, yeah. wanted to do, maybe he just wanted to go to South America and not talk. <laughs> yeah. I don't I, even remember yeah. Jeremy Irons saying much. I, yeah. I, I, I don't. And Liam Neeson, I think, has like two lines in the entire movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Aiden Quinn, let me tell you something. When I first saw Aiden Quinn, I was like. I'm here for this movie <laughs> because I love me some Aiden. Oh, Quinn. you like the Quinn? Hashtag practical magic. <laughs> oh, yeah. Please, everybody. Yeah, I like Aiden Quinn too. Aiden Quinn is <laughs> also Legend of the Fall. I love Aiden Quinn. And then he dies, and I, spoiler alert, very early, and mm-hmm. I was like, I'm out. Yeah. I'm out. Aiden Quinn's gone. Bye. Fuck this yeah. movie. It's um, terrible. I'm curious about like, because I read, obviously, I read the Wiki, Wikipedia page and learned about Honestly. the, and it wasn't like there is historical accuracy issues. I mean, like, was Robert De Niro's character a real person? Like, right. yeah. this was just like one war. Like, it made it seem like it was like one one battle, whereas yeah. like it yeah. was this major war with like multiple yeah. like yeah. tribes, you know. And it was I don't know. It just made it like seem very nice and neat. Oh, and and it, well, and again, at the end, the, the fact that they just were like, we want to, yeah, we want to fight for our like. Christianity, basically, and then at the end with the quote about... It also tries to sort of redeem the church. Yeah. Like, we've always had, like, these Jesuit priests, like, kind of held up on a pedestal, but the church as a whole kind of looks bad, and then it tries to redeem them at the end, and it's like... By him saying, like, no, we... Or or, it's such a cheesy line. It's like, why are we redeeming these people? Like, we did bad stuff. Like, What's the like? What is the quote at the end? Yeah, the quote at the end is like, "Don't like, don't worry." The, the Jesuits still believe in like these people. Yeah, they're it, you still know, helping like, these people. Yeah, you know it was very preachy. Leave them the fuck alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I do as being raised Jewish, like take issue with like any type of like proselytizing. You know, sure. Yeah, yes. and I'm just like, well, this isn't for me. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm gonna go watch Hannah and her sisters. Um, this is why I'm basically <laughs> Jewish, by the mm-hmm. way. 
I say basically, I have literally no Jewish background at all. Okay, except yeah. I do get stopped in this neighborhood a lot where people ask if they can do the blood. Like, <laughs> like on Fridays, they're like, can we say Shabbat or whatever? Oh, my God. Yeah, legit. And I'm always like, I'm not Jewish. And then they get very disappointed oh. and move along. Um, but it's also because it looks like you're wearing a wig at all times. <laughs> you're wearing your titchel yeah. or tickle? <laughs> I can't. I is don't that know. what it's called? No, it's just shettle. A tickle is it's a shettle. Yeah, it's yeah, a yeah, yeah. What Rachel McAdams wears in disobedience. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, but I like that. That's my number one thing that I. That's my number one. No, my number two thing. Uh-huh. My number one thing is obviously lockers. But my number two <laughs> thing that I love about the Jewish faith is it's not. Pre- you're not. Nobody's pushing it on people, and it is so uncomfortable. To watch these, but but again, to to watch a movie where at the end, where like there's other movies like um, uh, behind Beyond the Veil. Or, what was is that one about cholera in the whatever? Mm-hmm. There's oh, other the great painted veil. the Painted Veil. There's great movies about missionaries, but it's not. It, it's almost it's either doesn't take a side, just presents yeah. the facts, yeah. or is like. Yeah, and then it was kind of fucked up, and they fucked up these natives' like lives mm-hmm. just by because they're like, well, I want to push Jesus on you. Yeah, it makes me. It leaves a really weird taste in my mouth. And then I I Wikipedia it, and uh, the Vatican released like a list of like the top. Well, you read this? Yeah, yeah. Like religious movies, or yeah. whatever. And I'm like, anything that's on the Vatican's list, I'm like, not super. The movie down. this actually made me think a lot about it was Silence. Oh, me too, which is a way better movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a better movie, and I actually think if they had just kind of had, like, a focus on, like, Jeremy Irons and his own personal yes. battle, it, even though that still doesn't give agency to the people that he's helping at all, I still think it would have been a more interesting movie than trying to do, like, this grand scope. Yes! Like, Spoiler alert! Have yeah. you seen Silence? I don't no, Becky. I have not. Yeah, I Becky, watch Becky. Okay, <laughs> now I'm a whore. <laughs> <laughs> Remember I told you I would turn on you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I turned on All you. All right, I knew it was going to happen. Fuck you, Becky. <laughs> it's so good. That mm-hmm. movie's so good because it is, well, It's. I think it falls into the, the former category that I was saying of missionaries where it kind of presents their stories as not good or bad. This is a thing that they did. And this is and and then they really get into one man's like very personal yeah. journey and mm-hmm. why he did it. And that shit is fascinating to me. I'm yeah. very interested in that. Like I the idea I, like literally I almost majored before I was a drama major. I was almost a religious studies major as the most like as a basically an atheist because I am so interested in like what makes somebody so uh, dogmatic in that yeah. way, I guess, and and so religious. It's, it's very interesting to me, especially in this day and age. But, um, but there's something so, yeah, there's something so interesting about following that one personal journey. Yeah. This didn't feel like that. No. It wasn't Robert De Niro's journey. Yeah. It wasn't Jeremy And Irons. it seems like it's going to be. It seems like that's what they're setting it up yeah. to be, actually, because... He's being redeemed. For well, his first sins it seems like it's Jeremy Irons because yeah. he's the one that's going into the forest. Yeah. He's the one that's free soloing in the <laughs> yeah. waterfall. Playing a goddamn loop. Trust me. 
the fuck out. Yeah. No shoes, climbing up a waterfall. Yeah. I, it was all of my fears in one. Whipped out this oboe or whatever the fuck out of his back pocket. <laughs> I was like, what are we doing? Yeah. And then you think it's Robert De Niro, and then maybe you think it's the narrator guy who's the like archbishop or whatever. Right. And it's really nobody's. It's re- who the story that it really is is the native people yeah. of like uh, where are we Paraguay or Argentina. Well, I think we're between Uruguay and Paraguay, or Paraguay and Colombia. Right? It's those people, but those they're definitely in Asuncion. But we're not listening That's to the that movie, mm-hmm. which yeah. is Paraguay. Anyway. Um, that's the mission. Anything else to say about that? Um, oh God, it, the, it, it is interesting history, but it just doesn't. It yeah. doesn't work. <laughs> Um, doesn't hold up. No. So that brings us to A Room with a View. Uh, I loved this movie. I, I loved it. It was, I think it was my favorite one. You and I are best friends. <laughs> I'm smart again. I love you. <laughs> oh my God. So this is a Merchant Ivory movie and I literally was like, fuck. Because they've made a lot of shitty right. movies that have mm-hmm. been nominated for fucking Best Picture. I was like, here we go. Loved it! This is the first one. The first one that I really loved. Actually, really romantic. It was... Well, okay, so I read romance novels, and mm-hmm. I, and I am... and I talk about it. I'll, I'll talk... I mean, I can go on and on, and I felt like I have... You know, if someone was like, how would you prefer to absorb a romantic story? I would be, like, through a novel. But this movie was the closest... I know it's based on a, a, a mm-hmm. novel, but it felt like the closest to, like, what a romance novel is now. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was just, like, absolutely fascinating and endearing and very satisfying. And kind of funny. And funny, Like, yeah. there were really funny, like, interesting, like, fucking Daniel Day-Lewis. He was astounding. What a, what a prig, but also, like, what a funny character. Like, he did such a good job with that character. Amazing! The yeah. scene where she, he asked to kiss her, <laughs> yeah. and then they kiss is so... Upsetting and hilarious, though. Right? Yeah. I just was like, I love it. And then compared to, um, was it, um, Emerson. Yeah. yeah. There's one part where, like, he, you know, like Emerson is is, um, you know, addressing Helena Bonham Carter's character, and like they're like. And in the background, Daniel Day-Lewis is, like, swatting a fly out and yes! he drops his tea. And it's, like, this small moment in the background, but it was just, like, so funny. It's so <laughs> funny. I think it's great. And I love when he, she's calling, she calls in, like, Maggie Smith. And, mm-hmm. and she's like, no, you stay. And Maggie Smith is like, well, I do not want to be here. Mm-hmm. And just keeps kind of edging towards the door. Yeah. And she's like, no, 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 you stay. Yeah, she fucked everything up. Yeah. yeah. I live, I I love it. And I, I, I love the whole movie. I also, sidebar, would watch another movie which is just Maggie Smith and Judy Dench shooting the yeah in a yeah, field for in sure. fucking and I'm yeah. to think have they been in another movie together yes they have I do because I watched Tea with the Dames and they talked about it and it was a fucking something even earlier uh no I think it was later fuck oh like Calendar Girls or something no like no 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 oh, yeah. the Best Exotic Married no, no yes I, Best Exotic yeah. yes they are but they were in also um I hope they played their it's an characters. Oscar movie too my phone's dead I can't look it up but anyway they were in something that was like uh I forget. Yeah, I mean, Judy Dench... Judy Dench isn't in Gosford Park. She's no, like it's, it, I'm talking like, like 1990. I think and, there was um, something that was like, whatever. I mean, her character was definitely underutilized. I'm sure, like, in the yeah, book, her character is probably more yeah, prominent. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it was it was a shame to, like, see her not come back. You know I what know, I mean? I know, I wanted more. Yeah. She was so... I just love... And I loved her at the thing about, like, to when she was talking at the, at the 
dinner table or whatever, and she's like, if you really want it, you really got like you really got to get out there with the locals, and mm-hmm. I just thought it was great. I think, I think everybody was great. I loved the father. I loved mm-hmm. the father of the love interest. I thought, and every time they made out like three times in this movie and every time I was like this is hot. It's hot. And I want to say the scene where he's just like he doesn't know what a woman is. Yes! I rewound it and watched it three times because <laughs> I thought it was such a great scene and I was just like the amount of women who probably dumped their dumb dumb boyfriends mm-hmm. after this mm-hmm. movie is astounding. It's, it was I such mean, a good scene. Uh, uh, just perfect in in every way. Remember the part too when the guy when the, the mother is like she he takes her to like London or whatever, and the mother's like, you should marry her in January. Mm-hmm. And she, he's like, mm, she knew that Beethoven was like, or like, whatever, was just right for the, mm-hmm. the this, this. I just was like, what a boring motherfucker. What a hilarious <laughs> conversation to be having with your mother about like, yeah, she knew the right composer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was incredible or whatever. I loved it. Yeah. Craig, I want to know your thoughts because... I don't really like this movie. Yeah, I knew that... Okay. I, I didn't thought know it was... I actually liked it a lot at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I could have used more like Maggie Smith, Judy Dimm scenes. I actually find the performance of the love interest really boring. I find him really boring and I don't understand... I get why she doesn't want to be with Daniel Day-Lewis 100%. Yeah. There's nothing about him that makes me think she wants to be with him other than he's attractive. Uh I don't even find him that attractive. I just think the the kissage is... I yeah. think he's really um, kissing. This, Becky, are, you want to back me up on this? I, okay, here's the thing. I... Again, I'm like so my because of the romance novel. I know, I get you. It really does. I mean, I thought the kiss was a little. I thought their kissing was a little awkward. Here's the thing with a story like that. Like if I were, you know, like I want to see some. I want to see sex or some or like more sexual attention. You're not really getting that in this movie, which I get. I'm sure it's not as feature. uh, You know, not a thing in the book that you know came out in the 1900s, but. yeah, you know, it wasn't. An, you didn't see a sen- like any type of sensual, sens- sensual, sensuality, sensuality yeah. until the final scene, yeah. which was very which good. Which was very sensual. Um, yeah, and I, I. But I also think yes, his character, Emerson's character, was stilted. Yeah. I, he could have been, you know, he like I mean, he could have been so charming. You wanted him to be kind of a bit of a rogue. And like, he, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. to me, like, it, and I haven't read the book, but he seems like. You know, I just want to even just like Mr. Darcy. It's not like Mr. Darcy's like this like outwardly like, you know, this person that you're just like, oh, she's definitely going to end up with him because the first time she meets him, like this guy just there was never anything there. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you, yeah, because like yeah. with Mr. There Darcy, seem, yeah. like he's just like, he's just strange. There's not even, yeah. there doesn't seem to even be like mystery with him. He's no, just, he's like, just a weird off. guy. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. literally he grabs her and kisses her two times. Yeah. And that, and and even though that those kisses are awkward, like that, they need it. They need it. Yeah, I, yeah. And they're I think, both yeah. into it, and and that bitch, like that's is that's like. How much of this? What did what did what did Rhett Butler say? You got to be kissed yeah. often and by somebody that knows how. I so mean, he got half of that. Right? How much of this movie do you think was eighty yards? Sixty percent? Probably a lot. Yeah, there was a lot. There's a, was lot, a lot that's not really matching. Yeah. It, was it just seemed awkward. like all the stuff I was like, so nothing outside you got good audio on? <laughs> like, throughout the entire movie? It looked movie. really beautiful, though. Yeah. yeah. Um, it oh. made me miss Florence. Yeah, me too. Oh, my God. Yes, I miss Florence so much because I was there all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. I wish I was still Florence. One time. I guess I've also <laughs> like, been there one, one time. time. One, I know. one whole it's, time. But, um, I, but truly, I do keep an apartment there. Yes. So it's like, even though that I've been there one time, mm-hmm. I like have a Nest camera and I just mm-hmm. like, keep a... Keep an eye on the Arno. Yeah. Um, 
the other the other two things I want to talk about with this movie. A, when I was watching, I was like, "What's the other movie we just recently watched with like an older cousin and a younger woman on a trip?" And it was Passage to India, right. which is also an Ian mm-hmm. Forster. I was like, oh, he he's just like into like he loves writing cousins the on older trips. woman like having to go with the younger woman. This is better than Passage to India. Um, okay. Um, <laughs> wow, and also a, maybe a solid hour shorter. Than oh, Passage for sure. To yes. India. Um, the other thing better. we need to talk about because um, we can't not talk about the extended bathing sequence. Oh, what a weird dicks, thing! Dicks, 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 everybody. Two grown men. Three. And a reverend. Oh, and a reverend. Yeah. Running around like they're four-year-olds. Yeah. That guy's been in a lot of stuff since. The yeah, reverend guy. The reverend. Yeah. 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 It was so awkward. And I, and, and I think, like, it's in the book, but it is just, like, I understand, like, going skinny dipping with the bros, you know? But, yeah. like, to run around like fucking idiots. And that's also, like, a moment. Tea with Mussolini. Sorry. <laughs> I think they both were in tea with Mussolini. Great. Okay. Sorry. Thank sorry. You. I'm so um, sorry. No. That's, I, I forget what I. They I run know, around. They run around like idiots. And, like, that's also a moment where, like, she's supposed to, like, be, be more enamored with him because it's like, oh, he's free and he doesn't care. And yeah. it's like, he's running around like a naked idiot. Yeah. yeah. It's a strange scene. It's and also it goes very homo. Very long if, time. if somebody was like, "Oh, I, I'm ru- running around like an idiot naked," that'd be one thing. If somebody was like, "I'm running around like flapping my my penis up against your brother," then I'd be like, "That's weird." Like, yeah. guys, please don't be naked with my brother. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. I'm like, yeah, or just don't. Why would you run? Or, I don't know. I could. It does make me want to read that passage from the book though, and see if it's like mm-hmm. is it a full two chapters of the book. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of them like getting out of the water and running yeah. around yeah. the water. It was a weird ass sink sequence. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, two more things. One, I want to say about the weird kissing. Maybe why I was just listening to you, and the reason why I think maybe it does work is because here are these two people, like they're so refined by like this Edwardian society mm-hmm. when they finally are alone and get this like reason to kiss. And you're when you know when you're like so passionate with someone, you're like, What? Uh, where are my hands? Where are yeah. that? Blah, blah, blah. I like, need that. Yeah. flashing. Tea exactly. Flashing. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. A thousand percent. Because um, she's into, if you, especially in the second one, you watch oh, it. Oh, yeah. She's into it. Mm-hmm. She gets like gets into it and then like stops herself and like hits her like hits him and whatever mm-hmm. and I'm just like yeah. Yeah. I like I like that a lot and I feel and I and to be fair, I think you're right. He is a weirdo. But she's also kind of a weirdo. Oh, it's yeah. actually she's, sort it's of strange to see. It's strange to see her in a movie where her hair doesn't look crazy yeah. though. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> I yeah. kept expecting, like, Bellatrix Lestrange to come out of the room. Or yeah. literally any character she's played in the last one. Yeah, years. or, like, not wearing, like, a slinky black yeah. dress. Yes. I, um, I think she looks so cute and adorable yeah. and yeah. lovely. In this, and 12. She looks very young. Very young. But she also, there is, it's funny because no matter, like, you dress up the, like, no matter who you are, where you go, there yeah. you are, whatever. Because she's gorgeous and, like, adorable and whatever. And I'm like, I, I will tell you. I still felt watching it. I was like, she's a little weird. Like yeah. there's something oh, yeah. about her that's like a little weird. And I yeah. think so much of that is just inherently Helena Bottom Carter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it worked for this character because yeah. she did, it was weird. She's yeah. a weirdo. She's kind of a weirdo. Yeah. Um, oh, second thing. Daniel J. Lewis, I thought was like, he, yeah. 
Didi, he is representative of the patriarchy. I was like watching oh, it, sure. and I was like, oh, this guy like represents like the idiot, like yeah. the idiots of the patriarchy. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this is great. This is why I think it's a romance. You know, this is yeah. why I liked it as as a romance. It also um, felt yeah. like that could be his. That could be um, his character from Phantom Thread. <laughs> 25 years before. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. You really don't... Re- I, I will tell you, I didn't even recognize him. Though, yeah. Until, like, you know, the maybe the third scene that he was in. And mm-hmm. then I was like, fuck, did he? Yeah. yeah. Damn. He, so great. So great. He's so great. He's so... Yeah. And he's, like... I don't know. He just is, like, giving more than everybody else, yeah. basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that brings us to the winner of the Oscar 1986, which is Platoon. Great movie. It was great. It held up. Damn, never see. I had never seen it before, and that scene. I mean, just to jump in, that scene where uh, it, that scene. There's that super iconic moment where like Willem Dafoe's getting like spoiler shot. alert yeah. shot, mm-hmm. and he like to the knees and is like whatever the fuck, and you think it's gonna be funny because like that. I feel like that moment has been like parodied. That mm-hmm. shot has been yeah. parodied so many times, and I was like, no, it's fucked up it's upsetting and like sad and weird and whatever yeah everything in this movie was kind of that level for me where i was like especially because we had a few a few a few several months ago i watched um what's the uh stanley kubrick one oh full metal jacket yeah right and this movie felt way weirdly because it's because stanley kubrick is so like can be so polarizing. Yeah. This movie felt way more raw to me even than mm-hmm. like than Full Metal Jacket. There was some stuff in this movie where I was like, this is I mean they like rape that Yeah, it's really fucked. I it's mean fucked that, up. Scene, that scene mm-hmm. is really fucked up. Yeah. There's and, some yeah. fucked up stuff in this movie, but I was like, this is when they shoot the guy on the guy who's hopping yeah. on one yeah. foot. Yeah, I mean, I think that that like, whole sequence is like for me actually a lot of the beginning of the movie and most of the end of the movie, and it could just be because we've seen so many other Vietnam Vietnam movies before and after this. Yeah, like feel a little standard issue to me. But yeah, there is that middle like Milai esque scene in the middle that I think really stands out and yeah. is really yeah. powerful and really fucked up. Yeah. I mean, I have a question for you. From, like, the other Vietnam movies that you guys have watched, like, I don't want to like, like, how does this, like, hold up in, like, in terms of, like, how the Vietnam War is presented in the way that, like, I'm looking at Forrest Gump. Like, you know, yes. like, it, uh-huh. it, it's so, you know, it, yeah. it is, like, the most, all, like, that's the most, like, um, palatable. Exactly. And it's just, like, you, you, you kind of, it's, like, this generalization of the war of, like, all oh, the, you know, these poor soldiers, we weren't supposed to be here. But then you watch something like Platoon where you see, like, how harrowing it is yeah. and just, like, you know, the ethical, like, you know, depictions of, like, yeah. how, like, how does that, And like, how the people that were fighting, I think they made a great part of this in Platoon, the people that, the soldiers that were there, at least at that time, were the poor people. Yeah. Like, it was, mm-hmm. it was, like, when they yeah. found out, like, Charlie Sheen or whatever came from, like, a decent family or, like, dropping yeah. out of college or whatever, mm-hmm. they were like, what the fuck were you thinking? Yeah. Like, this yeah. is, like, we had to do this because we're poor and whatever the fuck got drafted. I think this is the most, I think of all the movies we've watched about, about Vietnam, and there's been a lot, this, to me, seems the most pitiless. Okay. Like, uh-huh. it is, there's, no one at the end Charlie Sheen says like talks about like Willem Dafoe and who's the other one the other Tom Berenger Tom Berenger 
being in a fight for their souls or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, ooh, I don't know that there was ever a winner. Like, yeah. it's, yeah. I don't, th- it seems the most pitiless to me yeah. of, of everything because of that middle part, which is, it's not Forrest Gump, like, getting a bullet in the butt. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's not I like. I would say Forrest Gump's maybe the only one we've seen that tries to even. I feel like Full Metal Jacket, um, not that it's I mean, there's that one woman that's like, war, we love you a long time. We, we watch, like, The Killing Fields, like, mm-hmm. stuff yeah. like that. All of them are kind of more U.S. fuck. Like, yeah. this is fucked up, what we're But doing. this yeah. goes to the, I think this goes to a certain extent and looks at the actual average soldier. Yeah. And is like. Oh, for sure. This, not only did we fuck up, but, like, these people, like, the people that were, I don't want to say, like, Vietnam soldiers were bad, like that, right. but the, he they take a pretty pit as Oliver Stone, who was right in Vietnam, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is based on his experience. Exactly, yeah. he takes a pretty pitiless uh, take on the average soldier that actually served in Vietnam. Yeah. Whereas I think other times it was like these people were put in a bad position. There are s- several characters in this that are like straight up like really evil. Bad. Yeah, Johnny Drama. Yeah, oh, yeah, he was a piece of shit. Johnny yeah, he's fine. Yeah. Kevin Dillon, he's the one. Oh, yeah, Johnny Dillon. Oh, yeah. he's, he's the one, the one that kills him. Right. Yeah, yeah he's the one I wrote this guy. movie as everyone Sheen, Berenger, Defoe, Edie Amin, Jack Sparrow, Johnny <laughs> Drama. Yeah, it was like interesting. <laughs> when Johnny Depp shows up, I'm just like, oh, God. He, okay, you know how he had Sherilyn on his helmet? Did you notice that? And I think he was dating Sherilyn Fenn at the time? No! I, I, Damn, Eagle Eyes! Look, I just know a lot about Sherilyn Fenn. I don't know why. <laughs> I, used to, I used to work for her personal masseuse. This is a long story. Anyway. Um, Wait, you used to work for Sherilyn Fenn's personal masseuse? Oh, yeah. I mean... I could go into it for hours, and I'm not Welcome even going to get there. Welcome back. Welcome back. Yeah. It is insane. And so, of course, I noticed. Because I wanted to see, like, what everyone had written, like, yeah. on their helmets. And um, Charlie Sheen I didn't get, because it was just so much. Like, yeah. his his head was moving yeah, that I didn't too many, see the end. too many things. Um, wow, so you really, you took, like, a real attention to detail. Look, I do my homework. That's <laughs> true. Um, how did it compare? Did you guys watch Born on the Fourth of July? Yes. Um, how does it compare? Like, I know it's an Oliver Stone. Like, it's the second yeah. in. Like, how does it compare to that one? Again, Born on the Fourth of July. I felt like the 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 when I walked away from it, I was like, the U.S. fucked up, and these poor kids really got fucked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this movie was like, oh. No, we fucked up, but also you. It's very Lord of the. It felt very Lord of the Flies, yeah. where I was mm-hmm. like, "This is the the inmates have taken over the asylum." Yeah, mm-hmm. we're on the Fourth of July. Also, it's just because it's just focusing on like one guy in his post war life. It's a true it's story. Kind, yeah, but it's kind of a big performance by Tom Cruise at times that sort of took me out of the movie itself. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, whereas this, even though Charlie Sheen's kind of our narrator. There's maybe too much voiceover in this movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, they do, it bounces around as, enough that it doesn't. Mm-hmm. He's not great at the voiceover either. No. I'd say. He's, no. It's, guys, spoiler alert, Charlie Sheen, maybe not, not a great actor. No, he, yeah. Him, 
for yeah. a long time. Um, She's on Wall Street. Yeah. yeah. Wait, I have a question. Watching, like, all these 80, 80s movies, like, do you see a lot of voiceover? Do you see, like, a lot of these, like, kind of movie standards that, like, now we I kind of roll our eyes? Yeah. You're really kind 80s, of... there's a lot of, um, I would say the biggest, like, theme I see in the 80s is sort of, like, these epic international, and by international, I mean, like, U.S. made, but, like, people in a foreign land yeah. movies. There, I, I really... Long, Long, for sure. But I will say there is a lot of interest in overseas, whether mm-hmm. that's a, the story of a, uh, the stuff that's been nominated anyway, whether that's a story of um, like an international person or an American overseas. Whereas I feel like, like and, and you're right, it's like bigger sweeping stories, war movies, this, that, and the other. Now I feel like, especially like if you look at what's been released this year, there's so uniquely so many there, there's such it's such an American story and, yeah, and story okay. of, of that had happened here yeah. and all, and also for the most part smaller stories mm-hmm. of like it's so rare that we get like a what was that one with Sally Field the stupid one places in the heart yeah yeah that one and the one with uh, Robert Duvall or whatever about the country tender singer mercies. tender mercies those really stick out to me because I'm like oh those are so such small stories about like heartland America right it's so it's so rare it's yeah. there are so much more uh, uh, I want to say wings of the dove but it's because of the liberal bias right because that because of that liberal bias uh-huh. yes. okay yeah. they don't want to you know people don't want to make movies about real Americans anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm <laughs> No, now they want to make movies about real Americans because hmm. the conservative media. Right. Back in the 80s, they mm-hmm. were like, you know what I want to see? I want to see this bitch in Florence. <laughs> <laughs> I think the movie character. was so popular yeah. with the conservative Christian right. People were just like, I can't get enough of that. Yeah. yeah. Love it. Give us more. <laughs> um, it's a good... It's just, I just felt like it was a good movie. It just, it, it, it Platoon, it's a, it's a tough watch. Mm-hmm. Did you find that? Absolutely. I mean, I had watched it before, and I had told you when I ran into you, I was like, I know I gotta watch Platoon. Yeah, like, and you I, were like, I, I yes. just don't know the right time. Like, when is the right yeah. time for me to watch? But I watch, you know, I found, I found the right time, and it's yeah. It's a shitless yeah. kind of scenario. Yeah. yeah, but I think it's an important film to watch. Like, it's, yeah. you know, really well done, and yeah. it's epic, and it's, you know emotional to say the least and like you know I see why it won best picture like I 100% see why it won best picture right. it's, yeah. an, it's an important film and it feels like it again sort of like Hannah and her sisters it feels like a movie that could be released this year for sure and I, I wouldn't bat an eye I'd be like yeah that yeah in mm-hmm. terms of you know. I mean, we wouldn't have, you would have, like, <laughs> rural Americans be like, that's liberal bias, like, <laughs> making our soldiers <laughs> look like <laughs> monsters. Vietnam won't really like that. Yeah. It won't really like that. It was a wall. Build a wall. Build that. No. Today, sidebar, when I, at this beer tasting thing, they were talking about the government, sh- the effect of the government shutdown on um, the beer industry, because, mm-hmm. like, the... Because it's all federally regulated because it's alcohol. Right. And so they can't get, they have like all these shipments ready to go because they have like a, it's a small brewery in Southern California. So they, they do a lot of business at the tasting room, but mostly it's like members that are being shipped their like annual or, or like week, monthly or whatever shipments. And they have all these backlogs, these 
bottles and bottles and bottles of beer and shipments that are just sitting there because they need to be inspected before they can go, Mm -hmm. but there's nobody there to inspect them. And they're like, it is really bad for business because we won't charge the people till we ship anything. So now we don't have the money to make the next, like it's a whole fucking whatever. Mm -hmm. And you know, I was on the tour with a bunch of fucking orange count. I mean, actually for the most part, they seemed pretty like, cause they're, if you're on like a beer tour, then I'm like, you're probably a fucking, <laughs> like a craft beer tour. Right. Yeah. That's what I figured. Yeah. But I was like, by, by tasting number four, I was like, gotta build that fucking wall though. <laughs> every time they brought it up, like very, just loudly enough so that the people around me would hear me say yeah. that so that they'd know that I'm, yeah, I'm not, you know, that yeah. they'd know that I'm like, I'm on the right side of history. Right. It's good. Right. I'm glad yeah. you're here, Meg. That's <laughs> Um, before we get on to any other movies from the year, let's rank the nominees. So, Becky, we'll start with you. Five to one, mm-hmm. the nominees of 1986. I, I was stressing over this. I know. Driving over. No, okay. I am. I want to say five, obviously, The Mission. Uh-huh. Um, four, what was it? Uh, God damn it. This is hard. I know. It's really hard. I mean. I know it's really hard. Four, I want to say Children of a Lesser God. Okay. Um, three. What am I missing? Oh, yeah. Three, um, in terms of of best picture, in terms of best picture, not in terms of the movies that I liked, right. three, I'd say Room with a View, mm-hmm. two, Platoon, one, Hannah and her sisters. Megan. We're pretty close. Mm-hmm. We're pretty close, Becky. And that makes me like you even more than I already did. Nice. Oh, my God. <laughs> Five is, guys, <laughs> this might shock you. <laughs> it's a mission. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Don't see it. Just don't see don't it. Don't see it. Don't see it. Don't see it. Four is going to be Children of a Lesser God, uh-huh. which I liked. Yeah. Three is going to be another movie that I liked, Room with a View. Mm-hmm. Two is going to be Hannah and Her Sisters, mm-hmm. and one is going to be Platoon. Okay, well, I actually also have a pretty similar list. Just inverts a couple things. I also have Mission at five. Guys, the mission wasn't good. <laughs> I don't know if you could tell from everybody's opinion. Yeah, Number guys, watch the mission. Good. Number yeah. four, I have... Becky, don't tell people to watch the mission. Shh, don't tell them. We're going to give them... This is a prank. That'll be so funny. Guys, what? watch the mission. That, that is so, so hilarious. <laughs> They're going to just end up watching this thing like Jesuit's priest. <laughs> <laughs> um, four, I have a room with a view. Come mm-hmm. back to me when you can do audio outside. Sure, sure. Three, I have children of God. Children, children of, of God. Oh. Mm-hmm. Children of a lesser God. Every time you say it, I think of you're saying children of men, which is the great Two, movie. Yeah. I have platoon. Mm-hmm. And one, I have Hannah and her sister. Yeah. <sighs> to um, quote, what's his name? Eli from, uh, who's Eli from Roll Time Bombs? Wow. Why is that name gone for me right Owen now? Owen Wilson. To quote Owen Wilson. <laughs> great. Glad we spent all that time figuring that out. Becky's um, delighted. That's a great quote. Becky, yeah. there are any other 1986 movies that you feel warranted to mention the Oscar race? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Which, I want to say Aliens and Peggy Sue Got Married. I think that both were very strong female. This was a good year for female uh-huh. actresses, yes. I yeah. think. And so... Agreed. I feel like... Um, considering, yeah. which is interesting, that considering Platoon 1, which has literally no no yeah, women at all. For sure, yeah. Um, I, 
I guess maybe Nicolas Cage ruined Peggy Sue Got Married 100%. for me. Hundred um, percent. But He's horrible. If like if he wasn't in it, I see. I feel like that movie could have won. I think it was so quirky and so so like lovable, and she was great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Aliens, I'm surprised the, we don't have the James Cameron, there's another best picture by, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think maybe um, it was too early. Sure, yeah. this was because he had done Terminator, the first Terminator a couple years before. Okay. Um, so but, I think but, he just didn't have the track record, I think, yet to, right. to push that movie. But I That's guess, a good like, point. when yeah. was, like, The Fugitive nominated? And when, 93. like, when was Silence of the Lambs? 91. Okay. All right, um, never mind. Yeah. Because I'm just like be, because well, I'm, just, I'm just saying specifically not for like an action movie, but for James Cameron. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. Just because like action movies, we talk about this a lot because like those are two examples. Of, yeah. I know there's a few more. Witness, I think, right. put in that category too of like movies that you wouldn't think of are are like best picture not Yeah. Right. Well, you this year had Top Gun, I think. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which is like insane that it didn't win or it had Ferris Bueller. I mean, yeah. you know, I don't know. It's there's a lot of iconic movies that Yeah. I think Aliens like probably didn't get the knock against it as much for being action as sci-fi also. There True. was just probably too much genre cuz a lot of times you see the Oscars going to shy away from genre. Mhm. Um, I'm not saying Aliens isn't a great movie, it's a great movie, but For sure. Yeah. yeah. It is interesting to like look back on the movie, like, just see, like, we, like, move, like, the, we are based on the whim of the Academy, and, like, what, what they think, and is good movies, whereas, like, there's other movies that, that stood the test of time in this year, It's, 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 that aren't the fucking mission. (laughs) That are not the mission. It's nice to know that no matter what the fucking idiot, if Bohemian motherfucking Rhapsody wins this year, right? Right. Time, sure, that'll be recorded in the annals of history, but no one is going to give a fuck about Bohemian Rhapsody, like, even, you know, two years from now, so. Yeah, Mm -hmm. the one thing to be worried about, and hopefully, like, with the digital age we live in, is that, you know, if you look back to movies from, like, the 30s, I mean, those maybe are three or four of the movies that really still exist mm-hmm. because of one Best Picture. Sure. That doesn't mean it was even a top ten movie necessarily of the year, but, I mean, a lot of those movies... Well, the 30s and not- 40s, though, they made, like, t- two movies, though, right? No, well, they had ten nominees a year until 1944. Mm-hmm. Really? But I would bet, I mean, I haven't super looked into I do it, this podcast. Those, I have no idea. A bunch of those nominated movies probably aren't even available on DVD or digitally. So, that's the one thing to worry about, is that when the world becomes a fire pit, that mm-hmm. the one thing that will remain is a <laughs> sure. Bohemian copy Rhapsody. of Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> 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 that movie, look, if you go in, I had fun watching Bohemian Rhapsody. I am sure. not going to lie. I thought, I, but it wasn't, is it best picture quality? Because no. Queen is really fun because you Queen's like the soundtrack. Great. People yeah. love Queen. And that end sequence, you know, when they just like recreate Live yeah. Aid, that was yeah. fantastic. Yeah, sure. You, want, yeah. you, want, you love that? Go watch the 20 minute clip of it on Live Aid. You also you could just you watch can. that clip. Yeah. It's really, it's really Freddie Mercury. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, that movie's garbage. Um, <laughs> Megan, uh, any other movies you want to mention from that? Yeah, year? I mean, I love there like all the movies we talked about so far. Like, I I really do like. I think they're problematic. One movie that I I think is that really stands the test of time that makes me cry every every time, and that's everybody knows that's a marker of a best picture nominee mm-hmm. is the movie Stand by Me, mm-hmm. which I have always loved and I hadn't seen for a few years and I was worried that I was like, this is going to be weird. And it really holds up. It's a story about uh, four 
for boys. Yeah. But it, it, I remember being a kid and still really loving it, even though it was about four boys, because I sort of grew up in a similar, like, not backwoods, but I mean, like, in a very rural situation. And the idea of, like, going to fucking camp out to go see a dead body is something that I feel like my idiot friends and I probably would have done. Right. And wait, what? <laughs> you saw a dead body? Well, you... there was one time, this is very different, but there okay. was one time that there was like down by the creek by where I lived, there was a used condom. Oh, that's... And you guys all lied about where you were staying for the night. <laughs> and and we went down, all the way down to the And creek. we literally just looked at this. Oh my God. And then your grandfather walked down in the creek and was like, been looking for this. <laughs> Picked it up, slipped it back on. <laughs> never, never seen it since. Mm-hmm. No, I just like, uh, I, I love, I like the genre of movies that are about seemingly very simple things yeah. mm-hmm. that have way bigger, larger things to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the end of that movie will never not make me cry. Yeah. It's like, I never have, I never had friends like I did when I yeah. was like, 12. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Jesus Christ. Does Daniel, anybody? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that movie is, I love that movie. I think that movie's great. Mm-hmm. Um, great movie. I just, I just rewatched Stand By Me yesterday. I agree. Um, the only things that stand out for me, um, and we had talked about this last week with like Breakfast Club, is there are a couple like, yeah, couple, couple F-bombs drop that you're like, oof, those are rough now. Yeah. They're oh, rough now. Yeah. yeah. That's rough. It, I, I'm, it, it, I can take it more because it's either from Truly evil older kids. Right. Well, um, Corey Feldman says right. Yeah. But also, but they're young enough that I'm like, yeah. You guys are dumb. Like they're they're just they're also just dumb. Yeah. They're just dumb young kids. Yeah. Yeah, It's rough when you watch Predator and you really just (laughs) want all these guys to just (laughs) you know not be homophobic and just like get along to stop the Predator. Please just stop the predator, Jesse Ventura. Stop I know. Using that language. Yeah, like why? It's like pretty rough. But. Although, but like when his friend dies and he gets really upset, do you think that they were in love with each other? Because I thought that River Phoenix and Will Wheaton. Um, no, in um, Predator. <laughs> Oh, I'm when Jesse Ventura, so sorry. it's I was okay. Like, when River Phoenix dies in real life, do you think yeah. Will Wheaton was really in love with River Phoenix? Because my answer is yes. Okay, yeah, no, that I'm glad that that's I'm glad to know that. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I think about Predator all the time. Yeah. Sorry. It's no, weird. and you think about the 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 homoerotic subplots in Predator too, yeah. which I think is yeah. like commendable. I think it's a little yeah. weird that they had such a better track record of casting like twelve year olds in that movie than they did of like <laughs> the slightly older boys in yeah. Stand By Me. <laughs> Like uh-huh. Kiefer, but then I don't think any of those other guys. And I know they're not as big roles, but they didn't really do anything. They all went on to do. I mean, Will Wheaton hasn't than, done a ton. No, but, but he had a career. Phoenix passed Phoenix. away. Mm-hmm. Like Jerry O'Connor, Connell, and O'Connell. Yeah, O'Connell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, Corey Feldman. Yeah, Corey Feldman mm-hmm. kind of. Who had a better career later on, Corey Feldman or Will Wheaton? I would argue Will Wheaton. Yeah, I would too. Oh, He's kind of making this comeback. Yeah. He still, like, exists in the world. Yeah. Like, but he has, like, well, whatever. He has, like, a reality show, He's you know. He's a problematic. Yeah. Right? He's tied in with Hardwick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, well. Let's talk about that. Yeah. Whatever. Um, just gross. He's, yeah. He's just a gross. Like, whatever. <laughs> I think they were roommates. Oh, he's an asshole? Yeah. Oh, oh, shock me. Yeah. <laughs> shock me, shock me. Oh, he's an asshole in the comedy community? Um, Ricky, the other have movies, you heard of such a thing? <laughs> Wait a minute. There's assholes in the comedy? <laughs> I'm going to shock just you right a couple. now. 
Mm-hmm. Um, the other two movies I watched, or three movies I watched that we didn't talk about is I watched Manhunter, because I'd never seen it, mm-hmm. which is Michael Mann's basically version of Red Dragon. Um, it's good. It's not transcendent like Science of the Lambs is, mm-hmm. I think. Um, but it's good. Blue Velvet. Oh, oh how does that hold up? It's too weird for me. It's David so Lynch, with the exception of a movie we'll talk about in a couple episodes, he's just too weird for me overall. He I, is. I, can't, I can't get into him. Yeah, I know. And it makes me feel like a bad film goer, but I, I just can't do it. Well, that part no. where the baby wants yeah. to fuck. I, it's upsetting. I don't like it at all. No. I don't like it. Here's what I respect about what you say, because I think there's like a lot of people who feel the same way yeah. and they're too scared to say it. Yeah. So I think it's great that you're yeah. saying that because. I, I think like other people Lynch. agree. I don't like all the Cronenberg stuff. Sorry, guys. Oh, The Fly came out that year. It did. That movie's pretty good. Yeah, that movie's... <laughs> well, that movie's, like, very... Is, like, fun in a way that a lot oh, of, yeah. like, other stuff is is not fun. I mean, it's sexy. It's horrifying. Yeah. yeah it's just everything you want in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> sexy, horrifying. Check those boxes. Yeah. Then Lars von Trier is the same sort of... Uh, yes. Yeah. ...situation. And also, I guess, what's his face? Grizzly Man. Don't oh. ever let anybody oh. listen. Herzog. Yeah. Herzog. Did you remember that part in, in Grizzly Man where he's like, don't... It. Oh, you've not seen this? No. You can... Li- have you seen Grizzly I Man? I have, yeah. When he listens to the... Or the woman lets him listen to, like, the last moments of the guy's life or whatever mm-hmm. when he's basically being killed yeah. by the grizzly. And he, it's just silent on him listening to it and he takes it off and he's... It's <laughs> like my favorite part of, like, any movie ever. <laughs> and just goes, do not ever listen to that. Destroy this tape. It will destroy you. Or something, just mm-hmm. like gives it back. Guys, Werner Herzog is a real delight. Yeah. He was shot in the middle of an interview and he just kept going. Oh, good for him. Uh, and then I watched The Color of Money. Mm, it's a good movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, it was super cool. He was nominated. Or he won. won. He won, yeah. Really? Yeah, Tom Cruise is like an ultimate douchebag in that movie. So it's mm-hmm. a good movie if you want to see Tom Cruise play a douchebag. Yeah. I don't, though. Um, I so like Tom Cruise. Of mm-hmm. all the movies in 1986, what should have won Best Picture? Oh, good question. Um,. I mean, I think they were right to give it to Platoon. I, I, I think it was, I don't know. I, I, I agree with the Academy. Um, but what should have won, what I would want to win Best Picture, I think would be Peggy Sue Got Married. It's, I think it's such a good movie, and I love it, and it is so original. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like that, and I like rewarding originality. Also, I agree, yeah. It also yeah. basically foretold all of the female-centric comedies of the last three years where oh a woman God. has, like, some sort of traumatic injury, and then her entire world changes. Yeah, yeah. hands down, Since thirteen that's on the thirty. Only movies they make anymore. Right. Yeah, and this one, and it was well, thirteen on thirty, or wait, thirty on. You know what I mean? Yeah, thirteen, 13 going on thirty. That to me is a perfect romantic comedy, I mean. and. Um, yeah, you know, it's so funny. I'm going to go on a tangent real quick, but I remember when I was a kid and I was watching the Academy Awards with my mom, and I was like, and someone won Best Screenplay, and I was like, Mom, what's a screenplay? And she's like, it's basically like winning Best Picture. So I was like, <laughs> oh, I'm gonna, I want to be a writer. <laughs> so I feel like Peggy Sue, the reason why I like it is that it's an original screenplay, so that's why in my brain I'm like, it should win Best Picture. I like that. Yeah. That's so great. Mm-hmm. That's very fun. Megan? Um, I like Peggy Sue Got Married. I like I, I part of me wants to be like stand by me and right. whatever. But I I I think I'm gonna stick to my guns and I'm gonna say I think Platoon should have won. As painful as that is, cons- like considering A, I don't love Oliver Stone. Right. And B, I don't I really don't love Charlie Sheen. Mm-hmm. But I think like the the scope of it and, and 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 what it has to say and and I think platoon is the best. That's my take. 
That's I'm going to go... Um, it's a problematic film. Oh, writer, no. Problematic writer, but I'm going to say Hannah and Her Sisters was my favorite movie of the year. Oh, so that's no. one I think should win Best Picture. So we all yeah. have three We all three of us have different answers. Yeah. We have different and answers. That's okay. But good taste. We all have yeah. really good taste. Yeah, I, I think. I'm, I'm on board with all of these things. I don't yeah. disagree. If you had come in here and you had been like, let me talk to you about why The Mission is the best <laughs> movie of my dude, I would have been like, we g- Becky, grab your wine. Yeah. We got to go. Winnie <laughs> episode all over again. Winnie Tubner liked the movie Shine. It's her favorite movie. Really? Favorite movie of that year. If what you, were the other movies? I'm sorry, I probably need to wrap it up. Fargo, English Patient. But all, literally all better. Jerry Maguire. <laughs> Shine. So like all of these like epic yeah. memorable movies, yeah, memorable Chicho movies, Shine. and then Shine. Yeah, I kind of have respect for that, Secrets but do you though? No, no I just have respect. No, I, I get have respect. Hi, Whitney. I have respect yeah. for you. Oh my god, <laughs> I, hope, I hope to God though. No, I'm going to tell her to specifically listen to this <laughs> because we take a moment at the end to rip on yeah. her. Um, Becky, do you have a favorite movie of 2018? We're in oh. 2019 now, but oh gosh, what was my favorite movie of this past year? Oh god, um. What did I see that I really liked? You know what? I saw Vice. I thought it was really good. Um, I liked it. Cool. Was it the? I haven't seen the favorite though, so I feel right. like I, I have a feeling I would like the favorite, but I very much liked Vice. Yeah. Wow. Hard disagree on that. Hated Vice. <laughs> uh-huh. um, uh huh. The best movie of 2018 is still Roma. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, in a couple weeks, right? We're going to talk about the best movies. We're going to do one more episode, and then we're going to do. Okay, so I guess, so I've watched a bunch of screeners, including Vice, Mm -hmm. which I thought was hot garbage, Mm -hmm. and um, we will talk about those later, but a lot, there were some, this was a very, I feel like 2018 was a really interesting year, Mm -hmm. I think, because even the movies that I didn't like, like Vice, I don't know if I mentioned that. I I just realized Star Star is Born, I think I like Star is Born better than Vice. Star is Born? I take it back. Good. By the way, then I, you and I are best friends again. Great. Yeah. I'm not a whore anymore. Best okay. friends. Yeah, okay. Back. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's, it was an interesting year because I think even the movies that I didn't really like, I was like, they were interesting in a yeah. way that I think other other years yeah. I've been just like, we get, like, yeah. even last year, was last year The Shape of Water? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, even last year, there was just so many movies where I just was like, yeah, all right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but Roma is a thousand percent the best movie. I have and, to watch it. I haven't okay. seen it. And I'm going to tell you the same thing. I'm going to tell it. All, we told all of our listeners last week, but it's the, it's that's my that's my mitzvah of this year. Oh, you are Jewish. Basically, <laughs> um, uh, you know, whatever. Just wearing a, shma, a shmasa, whatever. Um, <clears throat> don't. You don't need to see it on the big screen. People will be like, I mean, it would be great if you could, yeah. mm-hmm. but people will be like, you're going to see it because it's so beautiful. Yeah. My thing is like, just do not have your phone around you. Do not pause it. Okay. Watch it all the way through. Yeah. Oh, it I... does not benefit from pausing and distracting. Got it, yeah. got it. Because okay. it takes like an hour to get going mm-hmm. to like really get you into it. And then once you do, like it is the most worth it movie ever. But like you can't, it's, I know this, like you can be like Vice and like other movies that I've even started mm-hmm. more. Like you right. can kind of be like texting and yes. like playing yeah, a yeah, candy yeah. crush and mm-hmm. then like pause and go get a snack or whatever. Don't do that with Roma. Yeah. You gotta watch it. Okay, from okay. Beginning to Good. I will watch that. Roma. My favorite film of 2019 so far is Escape Room. Barely edging out a dog's way home. Which is <laughs> two movies I've seen in 2019. Yeah. I mean, this month is hot. January is a rough month. Yes. Although Paddington 2 came out in it's January true. last year. Oh, did it? And that was a great movie. Yeah. You Amazing. recommended it to me, and I was like, yeah. this is the best movie I've ever seen. Isn't it so yeah. great? Especially yeah. as a writer, Becky. Yeah. Don't you feel like... 
It was yeah. great. It's yeah, just it was so perfect. well constructed. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, Becky, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Yes. I, well, I was talking about romance novels. I do have a podcast where I review romance novels $5 and under. It's That's called cool. Too Stupid to Live, and it is available where you get your podcast. Great name, by the way. Thank you. What made you think of Too Stupid to Live? Well, it's actually when people kind of disparage romance novels and kind of make fun of it and make fun of the heroines, a lot of them refer to the heroines as being too stupid to live because they need to be rescued or rely on a man, but... I'm kind of like taking it back and I'm like, they're all too stupid to live because they're fictional. Let's have fun and talk about them. I love it. <laughs> That's such a fun idea. Megan, so fun. any plugs? Uh, every time I think I do and then I, I forget. No. I guess watch Tales of Titans, which is still on uh, Amazon and um, that I'm in. And then, you know, I don't know. Watch TV, root for the Patriots. <laughs> and... Um, have a happy new year. If oh. I if I die before the next time I talk to all yeah. of you lovely people. Mm-hmm. Um, you can, uh, if you like anything that I say, which I don't know what you do, I started a film blog for movies I see. Ooh. It's called Craig's Film Ranking. Um, so it's craigsfilmranking.home.blog or .blog.home. <laughs> I don't know. You, I feel like you may want to like, um, get that down oh, before you like, play It's it. free. Um, you know, no, just I just try, want people to be able to find yeah, it. Just try mm-hmm. both. You'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, so Craig.com? Craig.com. Yeah, okay, got yeah, it. Yeah, Craigslist.com. <laughs> um, you can uh, follow us on Twitter at The Oscar Should, on Instagram at The Oscar Should Gone To, and or find us on Facebook. I'm at Murphy, Megan, and Becky. You're I'm at Beckles212. <laughs> um, yeah, please rate and review us if you like the podcast. We'll be back next time with uh, 1982. So that is E.T., Missing, Tootsie, The mm. Verdict, and the Oscar went to Gandhi. Um, that's, yeah. a year. that's a good year. That's a, a good, good year. year. You had a good year, too. Oh, this was a great year. As far as 80s go, your, oh. your movies have been much better than, oh, God, a lot of the other. <laughs> yeah, we got two good years left. 82 and 80 are both good. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll be it. We'll see you next time. Or hear you, listen to you. You'll hear us All next right. time. Bye. Bye. Goodbye.